our brain literally remembers everything. There's nothing our brain doesn't recall, even things you don't think you heard, because our brain literally is hearing 25,000 pieces of information at any one time. Wow. Our brain is the most powerful pharmacy. We can produce 30,000 different neurochemicals with a simple thought. So we just got to get the right thoughts. Now, those could be negative or positive. So we need to be, you know, focus on what you want, be positive. And your brain is smarter than you think. Yeah. I mean, when you watch like uh, Rain Man, when they threw the toothpicks down on the ground. He said 2,406, yes. whatever. Every brain can do that. It's just, we filter that out because mm. it's like useless information. Why do we need to know how many toothpicks are on the ground? But for an autistic or a, a savant, they just do it automatically. We stand today. The Business Method the business with method. a shadow. The Business Method. The Business Method Podcast. The Business Method Podcast featuring Chris Reynolds. Entrepreneurs' systems, methods, tools, and tactics. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, I'm your host, Chris Reynolds, and welcome to the Business Method Podcast, a podcast featuring over 500 episodes of entrepreneurs and high-performance experts dissecting their different methods, tools, and strategies so we can apply them to our businesses and lives. We've been fortunate enough to interview some of the leading experts in business and performance today. The billionaire CEO of Priceline, Jeff Hoffman, the CEO of Chipotle, Monty Moran, world's top big wave surfer, Laird Hamilton, the first black woman to build a billion dollar company, Janet Halroyd, world's top investment expert, Jim Rogers, and the list goes on and on. All of these guests you can find on the podcast backlog using Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Google, and any podcast app you prefer. Also, you guys, have you started listening to our micro high performance episodes yet? We've taken the most powerful tips and tricks from over 400 interviews that our guests have shared on how to optimize their own personal performance, and we've made them into digestible micro-podcast episodes that are just 2 to 10 minutes long. We publish these on Monday and Friday each week, and those episodes are labeled as HP number 123456 and so on. Those episodes are live now, and they're designed for you to consume some quick, high-quality content while you only have a few minutes to spare. So be sure to subscribe to the Business Method podcast on your favorite app so you can get those delivered as soon as they're live. And now, let's hop into today's episode. The Business Method. Hey listeners, real quick before we get started, I wanted to tell you about our trips and adventures for entrepreneurs. We have live events in different locations around the world, luxury trips to the Caribbean, adventurous trips to knock off your bucket list, and of course some private business events as well. If you're an entrepreneur, we'd love to have you join us. Make sure to subscribe to our newsletter at thebusinessmethod.com to stay updated. And for those established entrepreneurs out there that want to be involved in a community that is curated specifically for seasoned business minds, then we have a group for you. Inside this group, we have private live events in different locations around the world specifically for our members. We get those members in a place where they can connect, collaborate, and grow their companies faster just by being around one another. We also organize private podcast viewings and Q&A sessions with some of the world's top entrepreneurs like Jim Rogers, Alex Hermosi, the CEO of Chipotle, the marketing mind behind GoPro. And as a member of our group, you'll get to hop on calls with our podcast guests regularly to ask them any questions you want. And the last benefit is access to private world-class masterminds that are specifically curated for whatever challenges you're going through at the time. Our purpose with this private community is to help you expand your network, connect with some of the brightest minds in business today, and help one another overcome business challenges faster. You can learn more about our community at thebusinessmethod.com. Remember, subscribe to stay updated. And now, let's hop into today's show. The Business Method Podcast featuring Chris Reynolds. 
Listeners, welcome to the Business Method Podcast, or welcome back to the Business Method Podcast. Today's guest began his journey into the science of controlling the brain at the age of 12, when his father taught him a relaxation method to control his physical state. His confirmation of learning to control the brain was soon proven when he had his first visualization on a cassette recorder and used it to transform himself from a struggling student and troublemaker into a three-sport athletic captain, as well as an honor roll student. That was a few decades ago, and today our guest and his team of scientists are leading the way in neuroscience entertainment technology. Our guest is the creator and founder of the -the top-of-the-line neuroscience technology called BrainTap. BrainTap enables the average person to tackle the challenges of today's stressful world to enhance the quality of life through improved brain health. BrainTap empowers users to reduce stress, sleep better, and maximize performance, and you know we're into that. His technology helps you learn to adapt and control your brainwaves and processing better by literally strengthening your brain to make it more effective, which we all need. His name is Dr. Patrick Porter, and he's on the podcast today. Dr. Patrick, how are you, my friend? Welcome to the show. I'm doing great, Chris. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. And um, I'm really glad to have you because I always nerd out when we have neuroscientists and brain experts on the podcast, because we can really talk about the, I don't want to say it's the most important muscle, but sometimes it kind of is the most important muscle that we all have that we've all neglected our entire lives, which is our brains, right? And I make this analogy a lot. You've probably heard this, but if our bodies were a Formula One race car, we would tinker with the engine every single day to make sure it is a top performance. But we don't necessarily do that with our brains because one, we haven't had the technology to do it, the know-how to do it for many, many years. And so we've kind of used like meditation or prayer in the past because that's the only things that, or exercise or trying to do different, you know, maybe religious rites or ceremonies or spiritual ceremonies to help people kind of tap into this. But now, past few decades, a couple decades, like we've really got some amazing technology out there that can help us look inside of our brains and really control it on a regular basis. And you're leading that path and you have your company brain tapping technologies. And so this all started really when you were a kid and your father taught you how to, what was it, a meditation or breathing technique? Well, it was a series of those. It was called the Silva method. And what it did was it used uh, mechanical sounds. They called it the Silva sound. Yeah. So it was an enhanced kind of meditation. And then yeah. you would learn to go to level with what's called GSR machines, galvanic skin response systems, okay. which you can still buy at Amazon for like $150. They they can train your brain to go to alpha with a tone. You put your fingers on it and it, it's a, it's a train. We called it an alpha trainer. Okay. And we would use it for sports, mostly for athletes my dad was working with. Just so you guys know, when Patrick's talking about alpha, he's talking about the different brain states, the brain waves that we're in, right? And so we're probably in beta state right now. I, I probably am. I don't know about you. You're probably in theta. Um, but uh, but to slow down the brain and get more creative, you go into alpha state, which comes from like a light walk, a shower, a meditation sort of thing. And then go into a deeper state of mind pre like going to sleep is theta theta state. And then you go into deeper states of mind, which, you know, until you're asleep or you become more creative or genius. And so that's what he's talking about is, and maybe you can confirm this, uh, maybe some statistics or data, Patrick, on how much time the average human these days are spending in beta state of mind, which is where we uh, experience the majority of our anxiety and stress, correct? 
Yeah, I think the, the key isn't how much you're in each state, but the balance of those brain waves. Okay. We call it a symphony of brain waves. You used to think that we're not in a singular brain wave at any one time. If we are, then we'll have an imbalance in our thinking. So where we're speaking here, the optimum brain state to be here listening, observing would be about 40% to 45% beta, about 30% alpha. Okay. Then you can react to the information. You have intuitive knowledge of the information. And it's really about the hippocampus, hearing information, storing it, categorizing it, and then recalling it. Um, our brain literally remembers everything. There's nothing our brain doesn't recall, even things you don't think you heard. And you can verify this when you go to a restaurant, you're sitting across from somebody having a conversation and maybe somebody three tables over says peak performance podcast or something and your ears perk up, boop. You know, you don't hear any other part of the conversation because our brain literally is hearing 25,000 pieces of information at any one time. Wow. So it's about filtering. That's why it's so important to stay tuned in to what's most meaningful, like your values, your whatever your intention is for your day. Uh, that's the key to starting the day, what we call winning the morning, winning the day. Because once you focus on your successes, your brain then lines those things up and you just notice them like driving a car off the lot and you didn't think anybody else had that car, but now you see 15 of them on the way home yeah. because they weren't in your prevailing awareness at that point. Yeah. So it's about balance. When you're meditating, what's best is to have a, a theta alpha kind of rhythm, which would probably be, if you could, if you could mirror those like 30, 30 or something like that, or 40, 40, that would be great. It's very unusual for people to eliminate beta altogether, but we have seen what, what we found in our studies. We, we probably scan, just over 30,000 people um, in the last 10 years. Okay. And unfortunately, most people have over 70% delta when they're awake. So the old saying, the masses are asleep, we've verified that. They're in the deep state of delta. And that's because of inflammation in the body. And also, uh, or could also be in conjunction with a traumatic brain injury or something like that. Mm -hmm, but that stress causes those kind of inflammation effects, especially in the brain. Okay. So let's go back to the early days when you first discovered this kind of on accident with your father. You started to use those methods and went from a struggling student and troublemaker to a three-sport athlete and captain, I believe, mm -hmm. and as well as an honor roll student. What, what, what did you do? Well, first thing you had us do is we had to read a book called As a Man Thinketh, That's which is a, a really book. powerful book by, um, I think, James Allen. And yeah, when you read it, it kind of kind of gets your brain around the idea that what you think about you bring about and even as a young kid i didn't when my dad was very good when we got in trouble after he got help because i i failed second grade i mean i had to do it over again you know mm. so i thought in here I'm, my self-esteem is going to be low i'm not feeling like i'm not that smart and he, so he didn't focus on school work for me but i love sports and i was always pretty good at sports you know mm -hmm. baseball and and we didn't play football and when i was younger till you were in junior high so mostly baseball and hockey which because i grew up in michigan mm -hmm. and he would have us he would teach us how to visualize that and what we found out was the brain naturally generalizes those improvements so as you start to use the mechanism of visualization the brain starts to use it in other areas of your life and he he would always tell me he says don't worry about your schoolwork that's going to take care of itself I didn't know that was really a suggestion to my subconscious that as long as I was doing, as long as I was sitting, relaxing, because I had no trouble visualizing hitting the baseball or catching the baseball or doing those kind of things, turning a double play, whatever was going on. But if you told me to think about my classroom activities, I had a block there. And then mm. but what started happening was I realized that I was an auditory learner and schools are set up for visual learners. 
Okay. And so when my dad started talking to me about my senses and getting my whole senses involved in the classroom and to be being present, the uh, even today they talk about in the workplace uh, presentism. You know, like people are there but they're not present. You know, right. you're not getting the most out of your your team because they're on their social medias and things like that. They're not really present. So when I started, we we started learning about being present. And then what happened was I just something clicked in my brain, and I went from being thinking I was a dumb kid to thinking, wow, if I can pick up all these things in sports, like I, you know, you can do all these things with activities and things like that. Why can't I do it in the classroom? And my brain just started, I started getting good grades. I still remember when my teacher called my dad at first and mom and had a meeting with them and they came home and they said they thought I was cheating because over the <laughs> summer, uh, over the summer, I had such a big improvement uh, from when my dad started teaching, my, my dad became an instructor. He was one of the first instructors of the Silva method in the United States. So okay. we used to, it wasn't like I just did it once. We were doing it almost uh, every other weekend uh, because our church sponsored it. So we, okay. we had a, a, our Catholic church because Jose Silva was Catholic. I probably took that course, I'd say 200 times. I don't know. It was a lot. And then I started working with them and they started using me as an example, mm -hmm. even when I was a kid. So I got used to being in front of groups, which is a fear most kids have you know, of speaking in front of people. I was doing it when I was in high school, no problem. Yeah. So it built my confidence. Putting me in challenging situations, I think, put me in, gave me the confidence that I needed. Is this what led you? Did you know through high school or at the end of high school that you wanted to study the brain and become a doctor? And or, no, at, no, at that time, I thought uh, that was great. My dad was doing this, but I went to school for electronics. Okay. So, uh, when I went to school, I loved electronics and, and I, I worked in it for a while, but back then electronics were very different than they are today, you sure. know, in the eighties. And, and so what happened was I was always working for my dad or working with him with the seminars. And I thought, well, I really like this. And then I got a chance to, uh, work with light and sound research, which mm -hmm. was a, a group when the LEDs first came out. And that's kind of a story in and of itself, kind of one of those synchronicity stories where I met this group and their, their founder passed away over the weekend that I met them at an event. Okay. And they had a piece of electronic equipment that they didn't know what to do with. The, the owner did not do his due diligence and have his packet of research or all of his information to how to build this thing. So I said to them, I go, well, I have a background in electronics. I said, I'm going to, I live in Scottsdale, Arizona. And, and they said, we're going to Scottsdale, Arizona. They, I said, well, bring it to the office. Let me see if I can reverse engineer. Maybe we have a deal here. My, my whole thinking was at the time I had no money. So I thought I could build one of these and have it for myself. Right. I mm -hmm. could, I could work with them. And what happened was because of that, because of extending that olive branch as it were, and, and telling him to come there within two weeks, I had a, a friend of mine that, that had the resources to invest and I showed them how we could build it out. And then we, we started working. I, I couldn't really do what I promised him. I kind of overstepped my, my knowledge base there, but yeah. we were able, I was smart enough to know it if we were getting ripped off, you know? So we brought in some top level engineers, we reversed engineered what was there and then we made it better. And we've just been recreating that ever since. And that's when I, I decided, well, this is what I should do. But I love electronics. So I, and I love self-help or psychology. We started a franchise company with a friend of ours out of Detroit, Michigan. And I ran his Arizona operations. Yeah. And when he wanted to retire, he said, I want to sell you the company. Well, within a few years, I was in Inc. Magazine and all sorts of things because we grew the thing so fast. Right. And we had 108 locations when I sold it in, in the early 2000s. Wow. And I, I just think it's, it's, it's one of those things where you, 
one thing led to another. I didn't realize it. As Jack Canfield said, you don't have to see the whole way across the country. You just have to see where the light, the headlights are the taking. Next step, yeah. So it's kind of like they just, whatever revealed. And, and we kept going with the flow and I stuck with it. There are a few times I think other people would have quit because it's tough. You know, when you're, uh, I tell people that, uh, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you, you only work half days. And some people think that means four hours, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and no, so that's uh, 12 you know, or more. <laughs> when you, when you, yeah. When you're, when you're putting that in those hours now, once you get it off the ground, you get other people to do it. Like, like me now, I, I'm very fortunate. I have a team of 39 people that make sure everything gets done behind the scenes. But there was a time when I was the payroll department, the janitor, the the help desk and the guy that ordered the parts. So, you know, that's the way it works. Yeah. So, so for the listeners to know the, the scope of, and while we're talking about the nuts and bolts of the business, the scope, you, you recently got a valuation of 400 million for brain tech technologies, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How long have you guys been, what year would you say you officially started? 2013 is when we uh, started the business, but I, I didn't bring in any investment. We just finished our, our series A round mm, congrats and that was uh, two years ago that we 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 brought in um someone we knew that was a has more experience with investing than i've never brought an investor into my companies because yeah. i've always just built them from the ground up yeah. but if we want to now this space that we're in is so hot somebody said hey you got to get some money behind you or you're going to be left behind somebody's going to take your ideas and concepts and and do that so we've been very fortunate we uh nicholas Seldasani, who's our ceo he's very well connected out there and he's he's done quite well for us yeah that's amazing and you also have duke university as an investor is that correct uh, yeah they're one percent owner in, 1%. in our they help us with uh they they kind of came around they are their business school does mm-hmm. research with brain tap every semester usually one or two classes are ran yeah and they help us with all of our business like processes and uh, basically evaluating we also have a whole program at the school called healthy duke Okay. which is spread out to now um, seven different universities that we work with. Great. So we can help the student body stay stress-free. Yes. Well, that's a big job, but yes, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> hey, real quick to the listeners out there, I want to ask you something. What are you doing to optimize your day-to-day performance and productivity levels? You know, guys, we talk about this a lot on the podcast, and we're always trying to learn more and more about how each and every one of us can optimize our performance. The reason why I'm asking you is because today our show is sponsored by the good folks at Seas. Seas is a mental wellness company that aims to empower entrepreneurs and high performers with supplements to enhance their productivity and minimize their pain points. Flow is their flagship product, which is a ready-to-drink powder that comes in a 30-day stick pack that works as an energy and focus enhancer. Flow was created to improve your focus, increase your alertness, enhance your creativity so you can tackle the prime tasks of the day while staying in a creative flow state. On top of that, there are no energy crashes with their product flow, which means an improved mood and enthusiastic approach to business. These benefits are a supreme advantage for entrepreneurs and high performers to sustain their performance on a regular basis. Flow is an instant and sustained boost. It can be a replacement or enhancement for coffee, so you no longer require many cups per day to combat lethargy and the sluggish part of the day just to stay on top of things. Flow will give you what you need to get your brain cells firing so you can optimize your work results, hit your goals, have more time doing what you love, and spending time with loved ones so you can seize each and every 
day. When you sign up for Seize's VIP list, you get first access and can receive 50% off the pre-launch offer, you guys. That is half off during this pre-launch offer. Just head over to Seize.life forward slash the business method. That's Seize, S-I-I-Z, Seize.life forward slash the business method to get your discount. We'll put all the links in the show notes, you guys. And now let's hop back into the interview. So let's talk about the device and, and brain tap. So you have the app, correct? And people can, can download the app. And then you also have the device and people can use the device. Tell us what the device, the brain tap device is, is actually doing when somebody puts it on and then what's okay. next. So the, the main thing that it's doing is it's maximizing brain function. So when, as we experience chronic low level stress, our brain, just like our nervous, our whole nervous system starts to shut down because it goes into something called fight or flight. Mm -hmm. So uh, they would call that sympathetic drive or sympathetic overload. But really what we've been calling it now is sympathetic escape because there's a freeze response that happens. So people procrastinate, they don't do anything. They, they're in overwhelm. So we need, to, we need to get the brain moving again and recondition those brain waves that we talked about earlier. Uh, we just to give an example to the listeners, Brazil, Brazil, the country of Brazil actually is paying $250,000 of their own money to prove that brain tap is a digital drug because we upregulate 54 different neurotransmitters and we downregulate stress hormones. So we, we already know that works in the pilot study. So then after after the pilot study was proved out, the government actually is paying and it's being done in, in a university there by their top pharmacological uh doctor in the whole country mm -hmm. and there you there's a there's a student that's doing the work so he can use it for his phd too but the government's paying for the study and they're doing double blind placebo controlled studies so it's kind of hard when you got flashing lights and you know what we do to train the brain to have a mock-up one so we're telling them the ones that are in the placebo part of the study we're telling them it's infrared and we show them an infrared pad that you can't see it with the human eye but there's nothing going on there so but what we're finding is that uh, the Almost everybody responds uh, at the first time they use it, but it gets better over time. So okay. the whole thing is, how can we regulate these neurotransmitters? Because most of the time, most of our issues out there, especially with mental disorders, is a problem of stress. Yeah. It's not the, in, when, the, when the brain is not regulating correctly. When I, when I gave those percentages of brainwaves, each of those brainwaves actually is responsible for telling the gut your gut is your second brain. So it's telling the gut what to produce. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're not in those brain waves, it doesn't know you need them. Mm -hmm. Just like Google wouldn't bring up the map of LA if you're in Chicago. You know, so the, the same with the brain. If you're not in those different brain states, it doesn't give you those same neurotransmitters. For right. instance, alpha would have to do with acetylcholine. So if, if anyone out there has ever been on a romantic relationship and you, you've started a fire, what you really did was put your odds in your favor because that fire is flickering at 10 hertz frequency. That happens to be alpha. So the brain automatically starts to create acetylcholine, which is the, uh, the feel-good neurotransmitter. Okay. Then something called transference happens. People start to think about the experience and they transfer those emotions to the person they're with. You know, that's why you do uh, team building experiences because you want to you want to bind them at the chemical level because they're doing something together in the same. Basically, they're doing it as a team and that that memory gets galvanized into the nervous system. When we're in theta, which you talked about earlier, theta produces something called GABA. 
And GABA is the precursor to something called DMT. So if you want to have dreams and visualize better, you've got to activate GABA. And uh, it also is the precursor to sleep. Now, when you're asleep, you're going to do serotonin. Um, and somebody out there might be going, well, we need, ser we need serotonin. Why would that be a bad thing if so many people, 70% of the people are over, you know, 90% of the people, excuse me, are over 70% Delta? Well, the problem is too much of anything is not good. Right, <laughs> you know right, I mean? right. So uh, when somebody takes a, a serotonin uptake inhibitor, it works for the first usually 21 to 28 days. Right. After that, it just becomes addictive. There's no real, there's very little benefit to the person. In fact, the, the biggest, the best study ever produced was about 12% results, which is that's why they have to run three or four studies at the same time to get one of them to work right. because the other two didn't. Yeah. But our brain is the most powerful pharmacy. So when you think about what we can do with our own brain, we can produce 30,000 different neurochemicals with a simple thought. So we just got to get the right thoughts. Now, those could be negative or positive. So we need to be, you know, focus on what you want, be positive, because those negative neurotransmitters, you know, those affect people too. Like when somebody says the, the biggest fear in the world today is not fear of death although it might have raised in 2020, but the, uh, you know, people being scared of that, but right. they, they say that it's fear of public speaking Yes, because they, what happens is when you stand up and you're fearful, you eliminate alpha. You can't speak if you don't have alpha. Just to give you an example, mm. when we, when we work with autistic children, we did a study in California and we found that we could increase they have very little or no alpha activity. That means that they have this high degree of beta, this high degree of theta, which mm -hmm. means they're hyperactive, they're stimming, or they're disassociated, but they don't have the in-between, so they can't modulate those frequencies. Wow. And so when we train them to alpha, about 90% of the people in our study started speaking. And they said, why is that? Well, you can't speak if you don't have alpha brainwaves. So let's say you stand up to give a talk and you're fearful. You haven't rehearsed it, practiced it, you don't have the confidence. Well, alpha collapses yeah. data rises yeah and now there it is you you know you know what to do you know how to say it but you can't get yourself to do it because you're not in the right physiological state right yeah and and that makes sense because when i was kid a kid in high school i would be very i would have a lot of anxiety when i got up in front of people and spoke and now like i've spoken hundreds of times and, and all over the world and so when i get i I get into I get a thrill when I get up on stage. Like it's exciting. You get into this cool flow state. That's fascinating. Okay, so the device, the brain tap device, literally. So you guys, I think when a lot of people that aren't into neuroscience or neurotech, um, when they think of like brain scans and brain devices, you know, they think of a big machine or um, you know a cat scan at the hospital or something. But it's literally like headphones, big bulky headphones if you're watching this podcast you can see just like mine and then kind of like sunglasses that you put on on top and what is the device doing when you put this on so everything in the known universe is either light sound or vibration or some variation of those right. light and sound are vibration but we, we separate them out because the some are are not seen or heard but they're experienced by the body these because we're our, I already mentioned how much we're hearing, but our eyes were also seeing 2000 pieces of information at any one time, but we're only acting on 40 of them. So okay. think of the brain more of a sorting mechanism than it is uh, just an input device. So it has to filter all that out. So what it does, it has to make this up. Literally, it's making up your world. 80% of what you see here or experience has been made up from the sum total of experiences in the moment. Uh, so what we're doing with brain tap is we're taking that and we're going to 
the brain is always looking around. They call it the reticular activating system. It's always looking around saying, hey, is this a safe place for me? Am I going to be safe? Is it okay for me to be me? Yeah. You know, and if not, it starts to shut down because the first part of the fight or flight is actually a freeze response. And today there's so much stress. So what we did is we took light. We are photaic beings, which means we're made of light. And they prove this because we have something called chromoforms in every cell. Think of them as batteries. Mm -hmm. And every cell is like a solar panel and it absorbs light or sound or vibration. So in light, we get it from our sun or from lights that are around us that are healing lights. We've all been to a party, let's say, where the, we didn't really want to go there, but the music was the kind. And pretty soon we had this energy and somebody goes, well, you're tapping your toe. It looks like you're having a good time because that energy you had to do something with that energy. Yeah. Because our body's going to take all that energy and turn it into ATP. Mm-hmm. What we want to do is how can we get more production of energy in the brain? Because right now, I believe that we're in the time, what I call the third phase of wellness. Because right now, when we talk about brain health, you go to the grocery store, what do you see brain health everywhere? But we want to get energy into the brain. We're going to do it through the ears and through the eyes. Okay. And so some people go, well, how does that work? Well, binaural beats, which is part of the equation, we're going to put a 200 hertz frequency in one ear, 210 in the other. And then the brain hears a phantom sound of 10 hertz. That's not the end of the story, because if you just listen to a 10 hertz frequency session, your brain will go bye-bye after about two and a half minutes. Because okay. it, 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 it says, okay, that's not, I'm, I'm okay, that's safe. Do you understand? It's not right. hurt me yet, I'm fine. But if we keep changing that frequency just a little bit, changing the pitch, changing the sound, adding in isochronic tones, adding in different frequencies, the brain's going, hey, wait a minute, what's going on here? So we keep the brain awake. The first key to really getting the brain to function is to give it energy, mm-hmm. keep it awake, and train it. So when we talk about brain training, and I'm just going to talk about one, one study we just did that, that now is being done at uh, Seminole College down in Florida in a bigger way with 150 students. We took a 45-minute session. We hooked people up to the Wabi. We hooked people up to HRV. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we did a 45-minute intervention. Mm-hmm. The first five minutes were just recording. This was all done in live time. So we, we recorded them. We had them listen to a piece of music that is relaxing. So they downregulated. They, they relaxed. Uh-huh. everyone in our pilot study at the end of that 15 minutes went right back to their stress brain. No change. Right. Didn't affect them. Didn't do any brain fitness. We okay. took that same piece of music after a five minute washout, had them listen to it with brain tap. At the end of that session, it didn't go back up. It stayed there. Wow. Their func- the brain function stayed there. In fact, it took almost 72 hours to go back to its original state and it never really returned to its original state. It got a little bit better. Yeah. So what we know is if we can interrupt the pattern of the nervous system, The nervous system, actually, every 72 hours is always resetting, which means this minute, it's 72 hours ago. This minute, 72 hours. You understand? It's it's always adapting. But if we interrupt the pattern enough, what will happen is pretty soon the old pattern will be forgotten. There'll be a new pattern established. And so there's three times during the day when we need to reset this pattern. Now, you don't have to do brain tap three times a day to do this, but at first we recommend you do first is in the morning when most people wake up with a dysregulated brain which means they get up they run to the coffee machine and they pour themselves a cup of coffee and they say now i'm ready to start my day well if you're one of those people that do that your your nervous system isn't regulating correctly you shouldn't need coffee in the morning you should have energy so not that you don't want to have coffee later in the day but you don't want to put that right into your body right away because then the adrenal glands in the biological system starts thinking 
I don't have to energize the body. They're going to do it for me. Mm. So it'd be in what we call it, we have a saying around here, the pill without the skill. So this is kind of like the liquid without the skill. So you're doing this coffee, then one day you don't get coffee. All of a sudden you're all bummed out, you know, like, (laughs) or you got to run to the store and get coffee, or you got to pay $5 for a cup of coffee, you know, all these things. So what, what we're going to do is we're going to balance that brain. And with the Wavi, you know, you can measure frontal lobe, right? Yes. So alpha activity in the frontal lobe is a sign sign of cognitive decline. If one is off, yeah, you should be the, the left hemisphere should be moving a little bit faster than the right when you're awake. The right should be moving a little bit faster than the left when you're asleep. Okay. And what we're finding is, and we have sessions actually, if you have that device, you can get the reading and we have specific sessions. So but just let me, our- let me, let me just for the listeners, tell them the why he keeps, uh, Patrick keeps yeah. talking, mentioning the Wavi, which is a brain scanning device that you use to literally look inside the brain and see the functioning. So just so they know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so each of these different brain waves are found throughout the brain. Certain regions have more of those brain waves than others. But what we want to look at, we know that if you wake up stressed or you wake up with worry and you're not you're not really calm or you haven't taken that time so every session of brain tap has a balancing process but okay. every one of them is different because if you also if you listen to the same one too long the brain again says oh that's safe and your brain is smarter than you think yeah i mean when you watch like uh, rain man when they threw the toothpicks down on the ground he said 246 or 2406 yes. whatever Every brain can do that. It's just we filter that out because mm. it's like useless information. Why do we need to know how many toothpicks are on the ground? Mm. But for an autistic or a, a savant, they just do it automatically because we think about it. We have a 100 billion neurobit processor. Every neuron connection is as powerful as a Cray computer. Wow. So we, and they're in, they're in parallel, which means they can parallel process every cell. In fact, every cell of your body is a little mini computer because it's always, it's always taking in information, sharing it. You know, there's, it's all a feedback loop, you know, going on and the brain is the controller, yeah. but the, the, I should say the brain and the heart is the controller because there's more heart attacks on Monday morning than any day of the week, because if your heart's not in it and they now know your heart has 4,000 neutrino cells that are just like brain cells, but they actually happen in the heart. Wow. So that that's why we can measure it through heart rate variability. That's why it's such a big deal out there, whether you're wearing a smartwatch or a ring or something like that, that because they know it's a sign of, of health. So what we do is in the morning, first thing, we call it digital coffee. Get people up and going, get your brain regulated. Now it's normal throughout the day to get tired. It's, okay. not, it's not normal to not get tired, but what happens every day at two o'clock for mm-hmm. everyone listening to this in your time zone, Around two o'clock, your temperature is going to drop two degrees. This is because we're biologically tuned to the sun. It's not just Superman who gets their power from the sun. We get it too. <laughs> and if we don't get enough light, we have something called seasonal affective disorder. Mm. We're sad. Mm. So we need light in certain frequencies. So what we do is we have sessions in the middle of the day for rebooting the brain. And, and just to put in perspective with uh, Kansas City Sport, who's a professional soccer team, they put in a 20 station brain tapping room because we showed them after a workout, the athlete, how they depleted their energy during the workout And these, these athletes, we would measure them. And then afterwards we'd have them do a brain tap session. They were able to reclaim about 80% of that energy they lost during the wow. workout wow. without eating anything, just drinking. And sometimes they would drink, you know, some kind of recharge drink or something like that, but they didn't eat food. We showed them that when you eat food right away, that actually causes your energy drop. So mm-hmm. if you can, that's why the old saying is wait an hour after a workout 
to give mm-hmm. your muscles time to build because you want them to build on the the energy resources that you just did. You want to stress them out a little bit, right? You, you have to stress out the muscles to get them to build. The same thing's true with the brain. So every time a little bit different. So in the middle of the day, we have these reboot sessions. And then at night, the, one of the biggest issues, about 90% of all BrainTap users use it at night as well as other times, but at night because they're not able to downregulate. So think about the morning, we're taking you from no energy to energy. The middle mm-hmm. of the day, we're, we're taking you from exhausted nervous system to recharge. So it's like you have two mornings. Okay. And then in the afternoon, I mean, in, right before bed, we have ones that take you to deep delta and drop you off. So if you do that for 21 days, what we showed actually in six weeks, we showed with a dementia study we did in Florida, which is again, we have 11 universities doing concurrent studies. So I know we can't talk about them all, but I'm going to mention a few of them. Okay. So, you know, the uh, this is one done with women, 55, 65, been diagnosed by their medical doctors with dementia. Our pilot study showed a 49% neuroplastic change in six weeks. Okay. That blew people away. That's then phenomenal. We had a 58% reorganization score, which means if they were upset, they could quickly turn it around and get back to their normal state 58% faster. What blew people away was when we sent them back to their medical doctors after the six week study, their doctors said, well, if you'd have came to us like this, I would have never diagnosed you with dementia because mm. they, we also did cognitive score testing. Yeah. And before the, before the intervention, they all were performing as if they had dementia after the study, they were all performing within, within their age realm of normal. And that's because it's, that's called brain speed, right? You can measure brain speed with the Wabi and other things too. We have a couple other devices that do that. But when you think about brain speed, it's like a computer. If you want a fast computer, you don't go to Best Buy or somewhere and say, you know, I want a slower computer so I can get a deal. You want the fastest computer and you're willing to pay for it. Yeah. The same thing's with your brain and it all happens through neuroplasticity. So yeah. we're, what we're proving out with BrainTap is through light, sound and vibration, we can accelerate neuroplasticity in something called neurogenesis. Can you define be, real quick, just yeah. for the listeners, can you define both those neuroplasticity okay. and, so, and uh, neurogenesis? So neuroplasticity is our brain's capacity with energy to change the brain. So when they call it neuroplasticity, because like plastic, we could mold it or whatever. They used to think we were born with a certain brain chemistry and that was it. Right. And then about 20 years ago, they started to realize, hey, the brain changes. You know, you can you have different experiences. And neurogenesis, they also used to believe as early as 10 years ago that you were born with a certain number of neurons. Once those neurons were used up, you didn't have any more. Like, for instance, if somebody was a smoker, a drinker, using some drugs, and they said, you're killing off your brain cells, they're really saying you're killing off your neurons. The reality is that as long as you're still functioning well right now, you can reclaim all of that your brain can rebuild itself. And what it needs is blood flow, circulation and nutrition. And then your brain can rebuild. We, we've seen 102 year old people. We, we did a study with centurions and they all had brain changes. The, the study we did for the National Institute of Health in 2020, we took 100 people pre and post and showed a 39, 39.8% neurological improvement in 20 minutes. Wow. We continued that study. It's now over 500 people and they're still getting about 30%, between 30 and 40% improvement from one session. Then if they do that, if they if they follow through with that three times a day for 30 days, that becomes their new normal. So now they wake up as if they just finished doing that meditation. And now they can just keep improving it. Now, what we find is it's after you're about 45, 50 years old, we, we have people that do it, but on average, people usually kind of hover around 80% neurological efficiency unless you kept yourself in good shape up to that point. We have 
my brother, for instance, who's two years older than me, he always tests out in the hundreds. Kathy Smith, who's an exercise physiologist, it's pretty famous out there. She's she's always sponsoring Brain Tap uh, because she's into physical fitness and then brain fitness because she's 67 years old. But you would never know it if you saw her. She's That's in amazing. great shape. She's always a she's always 100. She looks like maybe she's 45. You know, she's in, but she's taking care of herself. You know, physically, mentally, and emotionally. So so I have to ask because you're on point and obviously your brain is fully optimized or cl- I wouldn't say fully but like really really optimized very well. How how old are you Patrick? I'm 60 years old. You're 60 that's phenomenal. Like the speed yeah. that you're communicating and not how on top of things you are that's amazing. Okay, I have a couple questions. So you're talking about regu- regulating the brain in the morning and then at 2 p.m. and then at night. And so I think this is um, something that we forget to do. I used to like pride myself on working, uh, grinding and working so hard for 12, 14 hours a day and just falling uh, flat faced on my bed, exhausted 10, 11 at night and just pride myself and like, yeah, that was another successful day. What I did is I actually burnt myself out. And that's why I started to get into neuroscience and brain sciences because I, I really felt this and I would have regular fatigue pop up because of that. And so what I've done now, what I do now is I downregulate each evening, turning the lights down. Sometimes I do a meditation. What really helps for me is like going outside and walking around in the grass with no shoes and just looking up at the stars and the moon. Mm-hmm. Like you just feel, you can feel your body just kind of decompress. And then sometimes- yeah, I'm going to show you. This yes. is what we use here at night. Those are your, they, the orange glasses. The yeah. Yes. What do they call then, these? Yeah. These are, these are from uh, Dave Asprey's group. They're, mm-hmm. But you have to get the there's there's three different color lights that you need to get rid of, right? The lower spectrum, right? Anything from 600 down, you want to filter out to if you have to. About 10 percent of the population is is hyper light sensitive. Right. You know, even one light bulb in the room will keep them awake. Mm-hmm. So it's really important that we I, I wanted to tell you that brain tap isn't the only way you can do that. We were talking earlier about breathing. I've had two published papers with um, PubMed this year yeah. that we did with Ames Bhopal in Ames Institute is the All Indian Institute of Medical Sciences, which yeah. we have uh, three universities over there that are constantly doing studies uh, with us. And we did one on breathing, Kriya breathing. Yeah. And because the cognition happens up here, right? So in the in the frontal lobe, and we wanted to see if people can't afford the brain tap, what could they do? Well, these Kriya breathings where you, you breathe out of each nostril, mm-hmm. and uh, we showed that it also can balance out these uh, the alpha activity in the frontal lobe and bring back people from the abyss of dementia. So I'd like to tell people is I've taken ancient traditions and made it modern technology. So most people don't want to meditate like a guru. You know, you don't want to spend 30 years meditating. You'd rather just press play on your phone, kick back and it does it for you because it's a physiological thing. Um, And Randy Cole, uh, yeah, Cody Rell, I mean, Dr. Cody Rell, he's on YouTube. He's one of the guys that takes, uh, he's really famous for doing all these things. Well, we brought him out to quantum university where I'm also the Dean of brain-based wellness. And because we, there's a lot of little devices. We're talking about the Wadi, which costs 7,000 or whatever, but you can buy them used for $200, Mm -hmm. right? And you can do a lot with that if it's just for your own personal self. So we brought him out and he brought somebody on stage and he said, and you hear these little birds when you're an alpha. Mm-hmm. Well, to me, I'll get 150 birds in 10 minutes. It's like nothing, you know, to me, but, but for people that haven't done it, that are stressed out. So she got up on stage. She only got eight birds in a 10 minute session. Well, that's pretty sad. So I took her outside and I had her do one session on brain tap with alpha. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And she said, what are we doing this for? I said, this is where he wants you to go. So do the session. We're going to take you back in and see what happens. We took her back in in front of the same group, 48 birds. Mm-hmm. And so, and you can't fake it because the machine's doing it. You know, the, the, it's tracking it through the headband. Yeah. And Cody goes, how'd you do that? I go, well, most people think neurofeedback works one way, but it really doesn't. You don't learn. Like if I'm sitting there doing neurofeedback and I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but then it happens. You have to do it so many times. You know, like I, I blew through Muse's training so quickly uh, because it's it's like all they want you to do is get into a physiological state. Yeah. But how do you what the secret is, like, especially for entrepreneurs and people that are in business, you need to be able to do this while you're on your feet, while yeah. you're talking to somebody, while you're doing business, while you're transacting. Uh, maybe like when I did the deal with we did a whole series with uh, uh, Think Like a Shark with Kevin Harrington, okay. because his group of entrepreneurs, they wanted to think like Kevin Harrington. Yeah, so we have a whole series and that's available too to anybody who does at the end of the show and you give them your your link or whatever. Yeah. We'll share with them the Think Like a Shark uh, protocol because it's a good one for business. Like, how do you know you're going to get a good deal? Well, he we t- we take you through his whole process. How mm-hmm. does somebody who's sold, you know, billions of dollars on TV, how does he think about things? We call this modeling. Yeah. So you can't really do it in the unconscious state, although everything has to some at some point has to become unconscious behavior. But it has to be conscious first, you know, those laws of learning where you go from not knowing anything to knowing to just knowing it unconsciously. We don't know how we know it. Yeah. And we're going to quicken that. So brain tap is a way to take when you don't know something and then you want to know something much faster. In fact, at Quantum University, we call it the quantum super learning advantage. Okay. We've taken all the graduate courses and I've converted quite a few of them into brain tap courses. So they'll do their course online, but then they'll put their headset on and integrate the professor's notes okay. at the subconscious level. Um, so you define neuroplasticity and you define neurogenesis for the audience. Can you define neurofeedback? Yeah. Neurofeedback is the, well, just let me go back in time because there used to be just biofeedback. So there's a difference between biofeedback and neurofeedback. It used to be back in the 80s, we didn't have neurofeedback. We didn't yeah. know what the brain was really doing. They didn't have the technology because we have a magnetic system, which is our heart, and we have electrical system, which is our brain. And to do the brain, we have to have electrodes on the brain. So, or, or some way we to get pick up that information and usually as some form of amplifier so we can read it. So if we measure the brain's frequencies, we can then do certain activities and we get a reward, like a bird chirping, or maybe we see a sailboat or we see a race car, or we see the, the newest ones now they have for kids are you're watching a movie and as long as you stay in that alpha state, the movie stays in focus. When you lose focus, the picture goes out of focus. So it keeps your attention. So we can do that now with, with the neurons, what's going on with your neurology. Used to be we'd have to look at skin temperature, uh, respiration, heartbeat, those are all keys. So the, the secret is to do them both at the same time. If you're, that's why when I said the study we did, we had the HRV, which measures the biometrics. Mm-hmm. And then we had the EG from the Wabi. So if you can measure both of them, be, uh, and just to put it in perspective, you're, people always wonder, this guy has a severed spine. Maybe they had a horsing accident. Now they're a paraplegic, but they can still digest their food, metabolize, build their system. How does that happen? Right. It happens because your stomach is literally another brain. Yeah. It's not the same brain. It's another brain. And it communicates. Your heart isn't the same brain. It's another brain. It communicates. So if you have this triangulation of information, you know, what's going on, then the body is in harmony or coherent. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about neurofeedback, when, what they're finding is when you get in it, and mostly it's about alpha training, 
because it's almost impossible for somebody to get to theta without light. I mean, I, I've done this for 30 something years and I've, because I get, to, well, back before COVID, I was able to go to India two and three times a year and, we, and get use of some pretty high level equipment out of these labs. And okay. even some gurus weren't getting to theta when they wanted to, but the real gurus, no problem. They were getting there, no problem. But we could tell the difference between who the fakers were and who, who the nice. real deal was yeah. because they would also get into a brain state called gamma, which we now can do with, with a brain tap. And we've done it with some psilocybin uh, experiments we've done. When you do plant-based medicine, mm -hmm. uh, we've seen that there's a high degree of gamma activity. And we actually have one of my, one of my uh, partners in BrainTap uh, out of California that does a lot of work with children. She, does, uh, the, uh, she has a psilocybin type product that doesn't get you buzzed, but it has the same adaptogens, they call them. And oh, nice. we use BrainTap at the same time. We're in the middle of a study with that to show. Wow. What's the name of that product? Is it? It's called Thrive. Thrive. Thrive uh, Psilocybin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Her name is jo Dr. Joquita Handy. You probably find it there. Okay. Okay. So I want to go back a little bit. And so revisiting the morning, afternoon, and evening sessions. So morning, if you're not waking up and feeling refreshed, which I would probably say that's the vast majority of humans these days. Um, then afternoon, we all have that afternoon dip around 2 p.m. when we get a little tired or exhausted. Maybe it's afternoon nap. And then an evening time decompressing or deregulating properly. So you use brain tap as far as uh, that I know of or what I read, you use it a session, like a 20 minute session, morning, afternoon, and evening to help regulate your, yeah, the morning is usually about 10 minutes because okay. you don't need to, you shouldn't need to relax. It's more of an energizing session. There's right. actually a brainwave between beta and alpha called SMR sensory okay. motor rhythm. That's the one that as we get older, it starts to atrophy. That's the okay. one we want to activate. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. And then you do a 20 minute session around 2 PM and yes. then one before bed. And so you're putting the headphones on, listening to the sounds, putting the glasses on and, and the light is, you know, activating parts of the brain, depending on the part of the day, which it, 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 it helps. And then if you don't have a device, which you can do, you said the breathing through in one nostril and out the other nostril to help regulate. Or you can use your own, you can use your own earphones. We've done a, our late, latest study, our latest sleep study we did in Australia, in Western part of Australia, we showed that after three weeks, the, the, what, what just the headphones alone could do in six weeks with the headphone, with the lights could do in three weeks. So it okay. basically cuts down the time. And the people that were doing the headphones alone had to ensure that they did it a minimum of two times a day to maintain that. Yeah. But the people with the headset could just do it once a day and, and get pretty good results with it. That's amazing. This is all amazing. Okay. Digesting some of it here. <laughs> um, I think Patrick, where do you see all this going? Cause when I talk to people, I'm, I'm certain it'll probably take 20 years that, that people should get brain scans annually. I mean, it'll probably take 20 years for the rest of humanity to catch up or maybe longer, just like we get physicals regularly. And I think everybody should at least get a blood test regularly these days. Where do you see the technology going in, say, the next 10, 10 to 20 years? Well, I think it's going to be built into things even like your headphones you have there. Right. I mean, there's a, there's actually somebody that has one you can wear while you're sleeping now for EEG. Okay. It's almost like a Band-Aid. Mm -hmm. You put it on and it measures all the brainwaves while you sleep. And it's not the big, you don't have to use pulse oximeter to do your sleep uh, study and all of that. It just puts it on your forehead and it does it. So. Now and the value of doing that would be like measuring how much delta waves you're getting to see if you're getting proper deep sleep. The value is you could do it in your own home. 
You're right. So you're not going to a room like they're trying to do a sleep study in a hospital or in a sleeping center. It's yeah. not your same bed. You have all these wires and you're, you're not getting a real, you're not getting a real scan. Right. You know, the more you can make it normal and then they get the scan. And that what that's going to do is when we sleep, it's not just Delta. We need to go through at least six to seven cycles, which means you drop down into alpha theta. You know, you're going through those cycles yeah. because you're building up your, your neurological bank account, yeah. those neurotransmitters. You, we need to wake up. When you're feeling groggy and all that, that's because you didn't fill up the vials. All the vials, those neurotransmitters aren't filled up. So that's why people, I can't really think yet. Yeah, because you don't have, those neurotransmitters are what sparks. That's like the kindling in a fire, but it, these are at the, at the neurological level. Mm -hmm. If you don't have those little uh, sparks, you know, in the right chemical reaction there, you're not going to get the right thought. And then, so some people will use, because we know the caffeine's a stimulant mm -hmm. and it will work, but it won't work long-term. You know, the, the old saying is that in the old days, if you're taking a horse to market, you'd feed it some caffeine so that when you're selling it at auction, it looked like it was full and you know, doing this thing. <laughs> the, the farmer gets it home the next day and it can't even get it out of the stall because it's so tired, <laughs> you know? So, so and, and I'm not against coffee. I love coffee. But I just don't think, I think that's one way you can tell there's three regulatory systems. There's our electrical system and, and our biological system, but the electric is controlled by the, the parasympathetic and the sympathetic system. Yeah. Those need to be in balance. And, all, and then we have our backup system, which is our neurohormonal. And too many times in our world today, people are using their neurohormonal, which means they're using some kind of stimulant to, to get their body going when we should be using our electrical system. That's where the breathing comes in too, by the way. Mm. When you breathe, you get more energy. And they, it's, it's fantastic what your breathing can do if you do that correctly, You know how you can energize your body. I want to ask you about diet because you mentioning diet for the brain. What type of diet are you doing on a regular basis? So you guys can tell if you're listening or watching, Dr. Patrick looks much younger than he is, probably about, it looks about 50. And, mm -hmm. and then as you can tell by his, his communication, like he's on point, like things are going, you know, is it, I, are I, you I, like this all day long? Like, do you have, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, are you really? Yeah. They, they say I'm the energizer bunny, but I've been, I love what I do. <laughs> so this is the way it happens. But right. The, uh, my diet, I, I usually, if I do eat breakfast at breakfast time, it's usually only once a week. That's usually like a Sunday. If we're going out after, yeah. you know, going to church or whatever, we, we might go have uh, breakfast or something like that. Okay. But usually I don't eat until 12, one o'clock in the afternoon. Me too. And then I stop eating. You, I try to do it before eight. Sometimes if you have trade shows and things, you just <laughs> got to do it when you can. Yeah. Uh, but I would say at least five days a week, I'm perfect like that. And then I do usually have one junk day, you know, where if I'm with my grandkids or whatever, and I'm going to do something silly, you know, and eat, eat like they do, yeah. you know, or even though I'm trying to teach them to eat well, but that's your kids, you know, like, you know, what's happening out there. So, and I, the biggest thing I do, a good friend of mine, his name is Daryl Joffrey, Dr. Daryl Joffrey. He wrote a book called get off your acid and get off your sugar. And those are two things. And he has a, a, a supplement that he, you put in your coffee. It's it, uh, you, basically you put a scoop in it's with minerals. Mm -hmm. So when I have my coffee and usually I have my coffee around 10 o'clock in the morning, that's no sugar, nothing like that, but it has these, uh, this it's kind of keto with the with the minerals okay and that's what i do to uh, i guess i do eat something but it's a keto blend almost like a a, a souped up uh, bulletproof coffee or something like that okay and then and then your food is it you try to do keto food or we try to do keto food but it's not that that's not as important to me as just making sure i get 60 plus percent uh, fresh live foods 
You know, I okay. look at how much, and I try, one of the things that we do when we're in North Carolina, so it's not our, when I lived in California, it was easy. <laughs> you know, I could, mm-hmm. I could go three different directions to get all this stuff. I live in a small town here in North Carolina and I uh, avocado every day. Yeah. Because of the, the, the fats and for the brain. And, yeah. and I've had a lot of concussions because I played a lot of sports. Yeah. Uh, I ran track in college, so I didn't have to worry about getting picked off there. But I kept playing intramural and uh, I've been in, I was in a really bad biking accident actually like seven years ago where I didn't remember my name for three days. Oh, wow. But within 30 days when I went to see the doctor, he goes, are you sure that you, you're the same guy? Because I used, I used all my technology to get my brain back. Yeah. You know, and you can tell and that's why I know you can change your brain at any age at any time. And what I do every day too, not only my brain tap, I have a light helmet that we did because our science officer actually is the one of the first people to publish on photobiomodulation in the brain. So if, if you like if you have an injury in the brain, you need more energy and you can do that through red light therapy, like uh, 650 nanometer light, and 8, 10 nanometer light. And um, so we have a lot of research on that. So I do that every day. Uh, I even travel with it. I don't, I do it at least once a day, if not twice a day, depending upon what's going on to give my brain energy. Yeah. If you were going to give the average individual uh, a recommendation on one thing they could do for their brain optimization, brain health, what would you tell them? Well, I'd be, I would say brain tap, but, but <laughs> if it wasn't, if it wasn't yeah. brain tap, the one thing you could do to optimize your brain function, num- a, a few things really, because number one, get off sugar. Yeah. Sugar is the biggest, just, you're talking about the sports car analogy. You know, mm-hmm. you wouldn't see anybody pouring sugar into the gas, take up a Ferrari, let's say, but people do that all day long. And because it gives them the immediate gratification, you know, the, the, you, you need to give up the immediate gratification for the long-term benefit mm-hmm. of being free from that. Our body needs fat not and i'm not saying be keto but then get your sleep i mean sleep they all kind of are the same you, without any of those it's going to throw you off you're not getting the sleep you need and the biggest key out there is people think when you said you got the reward it used to be i only sleep four hours a day i only sleep three hours a day well i can tell you i've known over the years i've known some really good business people mm-hmm. a good friend of mine she was super she had a supplement company so you know she and they were really good supplements they've helped a lot of people I did her brain scan and I said, you know, you need to do something here. Yeah. I said, you look, it's bad. And she goes, what do you mean? I'm, I drink my, she called it swamp water. It was green drink and all this. And I said, you can, you cannot do this. You cannot outthink. Number one, you cannot think a bad diet. You can't outthink lack of sleep. Right. Right. Uh, so, and it's not about how much time you're in bed. It's about your levels of deep sleep. You need at least an hour or two of deep sleep and, three to four hours of REM sleep, depending upon how your measurements work on your device. Well, she didn't listen to me. She didn't do it. She owned the brain tap. She said, oh, I just don't have time for it. I'm so busy. She would get up every morning at four in the morning, work, and she would go to bed till 12. She averaged about two and a half hours, three hours sleep. Mm-hmm. And she died very young age. She was, she was oh, no. old, yet less than me. She was like 57 years old. Wow. And I told her a couple of years before that. Because you can tell when you you can tell if the brain's not regulating correctly, it's going to start showing up in the weakest links of the body. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the, it's going to find, you're going to find that when you get that deep sleep, it it might not need to be more than six hours. If you can get the right amount of sleep in there. Yeah. For me, seven hours is my, if I get seven hours sleep, that's the, the, the perfect time for me, but I can get by on six hours and when I'm traveling and doesn't affect me, but that's a short term thing. 
if most people out there, two thirds of the American public are not getting adequate sleep, mm -hmm. but most of them are in bed long enough to do it. <laughs> they're just not getting the sleep that they need because they haven't trained their brain to sleep. You said you also, you, go ahead. I was going to say, most people think when they go to sleep, you're supposed to hit the pillow and forget everything. That time right before sleep is the time you're calling it down regulate. But what I teach people to do is do that uh, four, eight breathing mm -hmm. while they're relaxing do a body scan and review your day for everything you're grateful for and anything that was a challenge for you during the day. Think of it as a lesson in how you would do it better or different. Mm -hmm. And when you go to sleep like that, what happens is you wake up in the morning, your brain, the most powerful computer on earth is now has an action plan for you. Yeah, we can we can. And, it, and because you focused on all those positive things, like if you're grateful for your family, grateful for your job, grateful for your customers, whatever it is, your brain's going to go, wow, they're they're focusing on those things. We'll give them more of that. Yeah. You know, so that's really what you want to think about when you go to sleep. But you're also, uh, if I'm, if I, if this is correct, you're also regulating your neurochemicals too, and washing away some cortisol and anxiety and even adrenaline that may be in your yeah. body, right? When you when, practice, when gratitude. you do the 4-8 breathing, the reason I like it is you're going to exercise the nervous system. Mm -hmm. It's all about switching. I tell people the nervous system is like a transmission. It works best like an automatic, like these trucks, like my truck has a 12 speed mm -hmm. transmission now gets even good gas mileage, which is kind of amazing. But if you have a stick shift and you're stuck in second gear, you can get as mad as you want that you want to go faster, but you can, you're geared up. That's as fast yeah. you can go. So we, we want to get the brain working. And that's really that flow state. We call it focused life outcomes. Okay. Flow. So when you have focused life outcomes, you get in the flow, you know, in the brain needs to know that or just it just goes back to what you've always done. And if you've had great training, you know, then you can rely on that great training. And the unfortunate thing is most people are taught what to think, not how to think. There's yeah. a big difference. <laughs> so we're seeing it pretty prevalent out in, the, out in the world today. Can you remind us again, the four, eight breathing? Can you, uh, what you do is you me? breathe into the Malacan of four. This is going to trigger your, your sympathetic system. So you can get a little anxious, but that's okay because you want to acknowledge that. And then when you breathe out twice as long or to the mental count of eight, you're going to downregulate and turn on the parasympathetic system. Okay. So as you breathe out and while you're doing that, you just start at the toes and work your way up. And what you find is energy follows thought. So as you think of those different areas of the body, blood flows into that area, circulation expands. Most people don't make it to the navel. You know, they're already asleep, which is fine, but you've set the brain up to continue that process of unwinding the nervous system. Yeah. I tell people the body is like a capacitor. A capacitor in an electronic circuit holds a charge to a preset point. We all have that preset point, right? If we're driving down the road and a police officer pulls us over, we can get mad as hell, but hopefully we're not gonna say anything. We just take the ticket, we shut up, but God forbid if somebody breaks the plate at home or somebody upsets us you know, an hour or two later, if we're not trained, because all that pinned up energy, unless you have a way to put it somewhere, it's going to stay locked up in the body. And that's why we encourage people to ground too, by the way, because we've also, you can also measure your body's energy at any time. We should be at null point all the time, which means mm -hmm. a zero point energy. But if we, if we're wearing our artificial uh, leather shoes and we're walking around with tennis shoes, then we're collecting all this energy that's coming in because that's what our body does. It collects energy. Mm -hmm. Most people are running around with three volts of extra energy running through their system. Okay. All they have to do is take their shoes off, walk outside, and they'll be calmed down. 
Wow. It's yeah. that simple. Now, yeah. if you were here at my studio where I'm at right now, I'm standing on a grounding mat. I have a grounding pad under my computer so that I can stay grounded because I'm around all this electronics. What do you, my body's going to absorb that, yeah. but I don't want to, I want it to move through my body. In fact, I could, there could be a 5G tower right out here. Wouldn't bother my body at all. Wow. All these people have fear of it. The fear is because we don't have a way to ground that energy. Our body hasn't seen those frequencies before, so it doesn't know how to handle them, but it knows anything that's not healthy for us. It grounds just like if we take in food that isn't good for us, we'll eliminate it. You know, that's yeah. the same thing's true with the electrical system. Four, eight breathing, four in the nose, eight out the mouth. Is that yes. what? Okay. And if you want to do period? it all through your nose, you can, you know, some people do that too. 10 minutes, five minutes. How long do you do it for? Well, I do it while you're just as long as it takes you to get up through your body, you know, whatever that takes. So scanning your body, like, you know, uh, yeah. attention to your toes and your feet yeah. and your ankles, yeah. calves all the way up waist. And okay. This is, this is amazing information, Patrick. I love this stuff. What, what else do you think the listeners should know or the people should know about either brain tap or our brains that would be valuable for them? Well, I think the main thing to know is that the, the thing that most people are forgetting about life is recovery. Okay. We've proved it in sports because when we work with our Olympic athletes, our pro athletes, they're all training really good. They're all eating really good. And I wanted to mention one thing about a sleep study because we talked about it with the professional basketball players. But recovery is so important. And if you can recover, then you can build muscle, you can build knowledge, you can build it. But if you go to sleep tired, super tired, your hippocampus can't do what it was designed to do. Take your daily memories and turn them into long-term you know, mm -hmm. actionable um, information. So you have this, you have this reservoir of wisdom because you've been through life. Uh, just to, to kind of put the fine point on sleep, they did a study with NFL players and these are multimillionaires, right? Nobody's going to tell them anything, mm -hmm. but they actually proved to them that if they got one hour more sleep, they improved free throw percentages over 10%. Wow. Shooting from the floor by 14%. Wow. Making decisions and passing over 20%. So when you, when you look at the uh, NBA and they go, they are in curfew and you're going, these are grown men. Why do they have curfew? Because the owner's paying them millions of dollars and he wants to get those extra percentages because at that, at that level of the sport, 1% is a big deal. Yeah. You know, in, yeah. you know, that's why when I do studies, I like to find the ones that are in the lower percentile. I don't want to do the study on the high percentage people, but we have done some high percentage studies. But you, you get the best results, of course, in school studies with C and D students rather than A and B students because they're already doing most of the things right. So you could it's the little things. That's why biohacking became so popular is because they said, hey, if you do this little thing, it's going to have this massive effect on your on your physiology or your psychology and, and help you live the life that you want to live. That's incredible. Okay, we're going to wrap up there. I know we can go for another three hours on this stuff, and it's exciting. But I think the information that you shared will make a really good podcast. Patrick, if the listeners want to reach out and learn more about BrainTap and what you have going on, maybe Quantum University, the study on Think uh, Think Like a Shark, where's the best place that they could go for those? Well, they can go to they can go to my website drpatrickporter.com. They can that links to everything that I'm going to talk about. They can also follow us on social media at, at drpatrickporter, you know, at drpatrickporter. Uh, BrainTap.com is the main site, but um, We'll get you set up so you can share a link below and give them um, free access to the app. 
Yes, that'd be I'll fantastic. give you a link. We'll, we'll okay. work on that. We'll get you a link and you can put that down below and they can go through that link. And then that way we know if they go through that link. And then once they sign up with that link, if they tell us, hey, I, I saw the podcast uh, and I, I really want it, you know, Chris Reynolds and Dr. Porter were talking or Patrick was talking mm -hmm. and I will have them activate the uh, think like a shark for them. Oh, that's fantastic. I appreciate that. I'm sure the listeners like that, too. Cool. All right. Anything else? Good, sir. I think that's good. Just know that you're far greater than you've been led to believe. Far more Amen. capable than others have told you about. So Amen. you're ready to activate your brain and, and get a better life to, today. Don't You don't have to wait for a better experience. You can start today. What I find fascinating and really, really exciting is that the more we learn about the brain, the more we realize that we can create anything in our lives. And it doesn't matter where you come from or who you are or what you've got going on. Um, change is always possible. And health is always possible. And opportunity is always possible, whatever you want. So think about that, guys. And that's why it's important, I think, to know just at least the basics of brain health. You know, you don't have to know as much as Dr. Patrick here uh, or, or even myself, but knowing the basics can change your life significantly. And I recommend checking out more of Dr. Patrick's work, checking out his website. If you're interested in a brain, brain tap, check that out. I'm actually buying one myself and I'm going to just use that for my uh, friends and family and a lot of our clients and community that we work with. So listeners, thank you guys so much for tuning in again. Dr. Patrick, thank you again for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. And until next time, we'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. Right. Thank you. Hey listeners, thanks for joining us. And once again, we wanted to remind you about our adventures and trips for entrepreneurs in our private community. If you enjoy luxury trips to the Caribbean, going on bucket list adventures around the world, or just traveling to connect with other established entrepreneurs, then be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to stay connected at thebusinessmethod.com. That's thebusinessmethod.com. Thanks for joining the show today, and we'll see you on the next episode.